finger gunned me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how we're remembering who starts what episode is by um, me saying, I'm going to finger gun you. And then Lynn going, you finger gunned me last time. It's your turn to start. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> kind of it does we're not gonna go there nope. <laughs> nope we're an hour and a half away from each other folks <laughs> that's right uh, anyways that's right. so i'm starting this episode so hi i'm rochelle and i'm lynn <laughs> and today we are talking about season five episode 17 called 99 problems so which is start- also the 99th episode by the way yeah it is Just like i never know that that's amazing that they did that. Good job for them. I know, right? <laughs> so we start out at night. Sam and Dean are in baby. Holland asks down the street. Sam says, drive faster, Dean. Dean says, can't. Are you okay? Sam says, yeah, I'm amazing. Dean says, you ever seen that many? Sam says, no, no way. Not in one place. Dean says, what the hell? Then they come across a burning semi-truck blocking the road, so they turn around. But demons are there, and they break the windows and try to drag Sam and Dean out of the car. Suddenly, some other people are there with a fire hose, and they spray holy water on the demons. One man, sets, one man gets on a megaphone and exercises the demons who smoke out. Dean says, well, that's something you don't see every day. So Sam and Dean get out of the car, and a man named Rob says, you two all right? Dean says, peachy. Rob says, be careful. It's dangerous around here. He turns to leave. Dean says, whoa, wait. Rob says, no need to thank us. Dean says, no, hold up a sec. Who are you? Rob says, we're the Sacrament Lutheran Militia. Dean says, I'm sorry, the what? Rob says, I hate to tell you this, but those were demons, and this is the apocalypse, so buckle up. <laughs> and we get our open. <laughs> they have, like, no, there's no, it's so funny, because Sam and Dean are always like, oh, how do we tell people that? And they're just like, this is what it is, deal. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, them bitches were demons, and this is the apocalypse. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah. So then we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to Sam and Dean showing Rob the arsenal in their trunk. Sam says, looks like we're in the same line of business. Dean says, and among colleagues, that's a police-issued shotgun. That truck is inspired. Where'd you guys pick up all this crap? A guy named Paul says, you know, you pick things up along the way. Dean says, guys, this whole corner of the state is nuts with demon omens. We just want to help. That's all. Sam says, we're on the same team here. Just talk to us. Rob says, follow us. So they follow them to a church. A woman says to the younger guy with the posse, Dylan, it's a church. Headphones off. He says, yes, mom. They all walk into the church and it's full of people. There's a small group of people at the stage. The pastor says, who would have thought the apocalypse could be so romantic? Marriage, family, it's a blessing, especially in times like this. So hold on to that. Sam says to Dean, wedding? Seriously? Paul says, yeah, we've had eight so far this week. So we cut to outside the church. People are throwing confetti on the happy couple. The pastor named David says to Dean and Sam, so Rob tells me you boys hunt demons. Sam says, "Uh, yes, sir. The pastor says, you missed a few. (laughs) Sam says, yeah, tell us about it. Any idea why they're here? The pastor shakes his head and says, sure seem to like us though. Follow me, gentlemen. They go back inside and Dean says, so you're a preacher. The pastor says, not what you expected, huh? Dean says, well, dude, you're packing. Okay, what's wrong with that, though? Nothing's wrong with that. Like, I think it's so funny because it's like people assume that, like, pastors and preachers and that sort of stuff, like, don't, you know, wouldn't shoot a gun or, you know, do any of that. It's like, no, they, like, my one of my old youth group leaders or pastors from way back in the day, like, he goes hunting all the time, you know, like, it's not, (laughs) you know, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pastor says, strange times. They walk into a room full of people making holy water and ammo. Dean asks Sam, is that a 12-year-old packing salt rounds? Pastor David says, everybody pitches in. Sam says, so the whole church? Pastor David says, the whole town. Dean says, a town full of hunters. I don't know whether to run screaming or buy a condo. The pastor says, well, the demons were killing us. We had to do something. Sam says, so why not call the National Guard? The pastor says, we were told not to. Sam asks, by who? The pastor doesn't respond. Dean says, come on, Padre, you're as locked and loaded as we've ever seen, and that exorcism was in Enochian. Someone's telling you something. Pastor David says, look, I'm sorry, I can't discuss it. A young woman comes over and says, Dad, it's okay. He says, Leah, 
Leah says, it's Sam and Dean Winchester. They're safe. I know all about them. Dean says, you do? Leah says, sure, from the angels. Dean says, the angels. Awesome. Leah says, don't worry. They can't see you here. The mark's on your ribs, right? Sam says, so you know all about us because angels told you? She says, yes, among other things. Dean says, like the snappy little exorcism spell. Leah says, and they show me where the demons are going to be before it happens and how to fight back. Pastor David says, she's never been wrong, not once. She's very special. Leah says, dad. Dean says, let me guess, before you see something, you get a really bad migraine, you see flashing lights. She says, how'd you know? Dean says, because you're not the first prophet we've met, but you are the cutest. <laughs> okay, that's really ballsy of him. He's hitting on the PK in front of the preacher. Like, yep, yep. Ugh. PK, by the way, is preacher's kid. Okay. That's like, I, I just realized. So, like, <laughs> growing up in church and that sort of stuff, like, the PKs are, the, like, the pastor's kid, preacher's kid, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just, like, a nickname for them, the PK. Okay, got it. So that's, anyways, but yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, that is ballsy, right in front of her dad. I like, don't know. no shame, in a yep. church and everything. <laughs> yeah. She smiles, and her dad doesn't look pleased. Dean says, I mean that with total respect, of course. <laughs> so we cut to a bar. Sam is on his phone. A voicemail says, you've reached the voicemail box of, and then we hear Castiel's voice say, I don't understand. Why do you want me to say my name? <laughs> There's a beep, and Sam says, Cass, hey, it's me. So we are in Blue Earth, Minnesota, and uh, we could use a little help. I hope you get this. He hangs up. The bartender brings him a drink, and Sam says, busy night. The bartender says, I'm telling you, since the end started, it's been like one last call. That rounds on me. Sam says, thanks. Sam goes over to Dean and sits down at their table. Dean asks, so did you get a hold of Cass? Sam says, yeah, I left him a message, I think. So what's your theory? Why all the demon hits? Dean says, I don't know, gank the girl prophet, maybe. Sam says, these angels are sending these people to do their dirty work. Dean says, yeah, and? Sam says, and they could get ripped to shreds. Dean says, we're all going to die, Sam, in like a month, maybe two. I mean it. I mean, this is the end of the world. But these people aren't freaking out. In fact, they're running to the exits in an orderly fashion. I don't know that that's such a bad thing. Sam says, who says they're all going to die? Whatever happened to us saving them? Then they hear the church bells ringing. Everyone gets up and leaves. Dean says, something I said? Sam says, to Paul, who is the bartender, what's going on? Paul says, Leah's had another vision. Sam says, want to go to church? Dean says, you know me, downright pious. Take me to church. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> yeah, that kind of, that just, okay, I'm random. It's fine. We're moving on. <laughs> That reminds me, I saw some Tumblr posts about someone saying that um, they like to listen to that song while imagining uh, Dean and Castiel slowly stripping each other. And that's what I think of when I hear that song now. And it ain't bad. <laughs> well, okay. So for me, like, I don't, I'm not a Destiel fan. Mm -hmm, I am. Like, um... I don't, I don't get it. You know, like I get it, but like, it doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me, you know? Yeah. And so, like... I get it, yeah, that's fine. No it's just kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, I think if I were to ship anyone with Dean, it would be Joe. Yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. Out of, like, everybody that we've met through the whole thing, it would, I would pick Joe, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved so, for them to get together, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Cass, I, I ship him with somebody else, but we don't really know that yet okay so i'm not gonna go there but <laughs> okay anyways so we cut to church uh pastor david says to everyone three miles off talmud road leah whispers in his ear he says five miles there are demons gathered i don't know how many but a lot thank you leah so who's gonna join me rob raises his hand and says wouldn't miss it paul raises his hand and says someone's gotta cover rob's ass dean raises his hand and says we're in padre the pastor says, thank you. I'd like to offer a prayer. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, our father in heaven, Dean whispers to Sam. Yeah, not so much. While the pastor continues, Sam, I know. While the pastor continues, Sam notices a weird silent exchange between Rob and Paul. Then Paul takes a swig from his glass. We cut to the hunting party creeping up on a house. Dylan and his mother, Jane, are with them. There are quite a few demons in the house, but the hunting party kills them all. 
Afterwards, when they're walking away, Sam says to Dean, well, I guess that's what it's like, huh? Dean says, what? Sam says, having backup. Dylan says, Dean, Sam, hey, is it cool if I get a ride back with you guys? Dean says, hey, you saved my ass twice already. One more time, you can drive. Dean tosses him a beer and says, hey, you earned it. Don't tell your mom. Dylan says, oh, believe me, I will not. They all open their beers, and then someone reaches out from under the car and pulls Dylan under. He screams. Sam pulls a demon out from under the car and kills it, and then Dean pulls out Dylan, but he's already dead. Ugh. This is why you look under your car before you approach it. I know, for real. And, like, let's be honest, I am never going to, to stand next to a car like that again, you know? <laughs> I know, right? Just get grabbed by your ankles. No thanks. Like I know. Uh, oh, jeez. I really like this kid, too. He's in, that actor's in Jane the Virgin. I as a pretty as, as a pretty major character. So it's kind of cool to see him here younger. Yeah. 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 I like yeah. all the, like, episodes where it's like, oh, I know that person. Or, oh, I know that person. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel like I know things. Yeah. Even though I really don't. <laughs> you know things. I know some things. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we cut to Dylan's funeral. Sam and Dean are outside the church looking in. Dylan's mom, Jane, walks by. Dean says, we're very sorry. Jane says, you know, this is all your fault. Rob is with her and ushers her into the church. Sam and Dean follow, standing next to Dylan's open casket. Pastor David says, I wish I knew what to say, but I don't. I'm so sorry, Jane. Rob, uh, there are no words. So it looks like Rob is Dylan's dad. I just didn't like quite put that together until this one moment. <laughs> so Yeah, I didn't put that together either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Dylan, I don't know why this happened. I don't know why any of this is happening. I got no easy answers, but what I do know is suddenly Leah falls on the floor. She convulses for a bit while her dad tends to her. Then she says, dad, it's Dylan. Listen, Dylan's coming back. Jane, Rob, it's going to be okay. You'll see Dylan again. When the final day comes, judgment day, he'll be resurrected and you'll be together again. We'll all be together with all of our loved ones. We've been chosen. The angels have chosen us and we will be given paradise on earth. All we have to do is follow the angels commandments. So we cut to Sam and Dean walking out of the church. Sam says, no drinking, no gambling, no premarital sex. Dean, they just basically outlawed 90% of your personality. Dean says, yeah, well, whatever. When in Rome. Sam says, so uh, you're cool with it? Dean says, I'm not cool. I'm not not cool. It's, look, man, I'm not a prophet. We're not locals. It's not my call. I'll catch up with you. And he heads back into the church. He finds Leah, who is laying on a couch, acting like she has a headache. Dean says, this a bad time? She says, in general, but now's okay. She sits up and Dean closes the door so that they're alone. Dean says, the angel stuff really takes it out of you, huh? Leah says, can't complain. I know you have it worse. So what's on your mind, Dean? Dean says, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but are you on the level? She says, about what? Dean says, about paradise. Leah says, what about it? Dean says, I want to know what the angels are telling you. Everything. She says, well, Dean says, and you can skip the rainbows. She says, there's going to be a prize fight. It's going to get bad. But after we win, and we will, the planet gets handed over to the chosen, and it's finally peaceful. No monsters, no disease, no death. You're just with the people you love. Dean says, of course, that's if you can get past the velvet rope. Must be nice being chosen. Leah says, well, Dean, you're chosen. Dean says, yeah, more like cursed. Leah says, must be hard, being the vessel of heaven and having no hope. So we cut to Sam walking into the bar, which is empty except for Paul. Sam says, so what happened to the apocalypse is good for business? Paul says, yeah, right up until Leah's angel pals ban the good stuff. Help me kill some inventory? Sam says, sure. Paul says, don't get me wrong. I grew up here. I love this town. But uh, these holy rollers. Sam says, yeah, yeah, I noticed you're not the praying type. Paul pours them a drink and says, yeah, well, between you and me, neither are half of these guys. A couple of months back, they were all in here getting wasted, banging the nanny. Now they're all warriors of God. They say cheers and clink shot glasses, and they drink. Paul says, look, they're sure as hell demons, and maybe there is a God. I don't know, fine. But I'm not a hypocrite. I never prayed before, and I ain't starting now. If I go to hell, I'm going honest. How about you? Sam says, what about me? Paul says, not a true believer, I take it. Sam says, I believe. Yeah, I do. I'm just pretty sure God stopped caring a long time ago. 
So we cut to Dean inside their motel room. Sam walks in and Dean says, where you been? Sam says, drinking. Dean says, you rebel. Sam says, I've had, I've, I have, <laughs> Sam said, I'd have had more, but it was curfew. That doesn't make sense. I'd have had, I've had had more. Okay. But it was curfew. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Sorry, as I'm choking. You sounded like a hairball. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd have had more. I'd have had more. Yeah. But it was curfew. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. It was just weird. Yeah. <laughs> weird sentence. Yep. You hear they shut down the cell towers? Dean says, no, that's news to me. Sam says, yeah, no cable, no internet. Total cutoff from the corruption of the outside world. Sounds familiar. <laughs> I know, right? That's <sighs> terrifying. I'm so like over this quarantine. Can I just say that again? Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. Yep. Uh, don't you get it? They're turning this place into some kind of fundamentalist compound. Dean says, no, I get it. Sam says, what's wrong with you? Dean says, I get it. I just don't care. What difference does it make? Sam says, it makes a hell of a... At what point does this become too far for you? Stoning? Poisoned Kool-Aid? The angels are toying with these people. Dean says, angel world, angel rules, man. Sam says, and since when is that okay with you? Dean says, since the angels got the only lifeboats on the Titanic. I mean, who exactly is supposed to come along and save these people? It was supposed to be us. We can't do it. Sam says, so what? You just want to stop fighting? Roll over? Dean says, I don't know. Maybe. Sam says, don't say that. Dean says, why not? Sam says, because you can't do this. Dean says, actually, I can. Sam says, no, you can't. You can't do this to me. I got one thing, one thing keeping me going. You think you're, you think you're the only one white knuckling it here, Dean? I can count. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't count on I anyone can else. Count. <laughs> I can count. Sam says, I can count. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Sam says, I can't count on anyone else. And I can't do this alone. Dean grabs his jacket and heads for the door. Sam says, Dean. Dean says, I got to clear my head. Sam says, it's past curfew. But Dean leaves. So we cut to the room in the church where everyone is working. Leah walks in looking like she was crying. She says, Daddy, can I talk to you for a second? He says, of course. She bursts into tears. He says, Leah, honey, what is it? She says, I'm sorry. They're just so angry. The angels. Everyone in the room is listening. Jane says, why are they angry? Leah says, They said that we can't go to paradise. Jane says, what? But we're doing everything they say. Leah says, they say they gave clear commandments, but some people aren't listening. Rob says, who, Leah? So we cut to Sam in the motel room. Suddenly Cass is there. Cass says, I got your message. It was long, your message. And I I find the sound of your voice grating. (laughs) What a jerk. (laughs) Come on. I hate your voice. Stop talking. Exactly. <laughs> That's really what that is. <laughs> yeah. Sam says, what's wrong with you? Are you drunk? Cass says, no. Yes. <laughs> Sam says, what the hell happened to you? Cass says, I found a liquor store. Sam says, and? Cass says, and I drank it. Why, <laughs> why'd you call me? He stumbles a little bit and Sam says, whoa there, take it easy. Are you okay? Cass leans in, Cass leans in to whisper in Sam's ear. And he says, don't ask stupid questions. Now tell me what you need. (laughs) Sam says, "Uh, there have been these demon attacks, massive, uh, massive, right on the edge of town. And we can't figure out why they're, Cass says, any sign of angels? Sam says, sort of. They've been speaking to this prophet. Cass says, who? Sam says, this girl, Leah Gideon. Cass says, she's not a prophet. Sam says, I'm pretty sure she is. Visions, headaches, the whole package. Cass says, the names of all the prophets, they're seared onto my brain. Leah Gideon is not one of them. Sam says, then what is she? So we cut to Dean walking back to the room, but he hears some glass breaking. It's coming from the bar, so Dean heads over. Rob and Jane and... uh, Rob and Jane are trying to restrain Paul, who says, you come into my property spouting some kind of crazy? Rob says, I'm sorry, Paul, there's no other way. Paul says, come on, what country is this anyway? Pastor David is there trying to keep the peace. Dean says, need a hand there, Padre? There are other town folks there watching. Pastor David says, just everybody, cool down for a minute. Paul says, cool down. My friends are trying to run me out of town. Do you think I should cool down? Rob says, I'm sorry, Paul. It's not our choice. Paul says, come on, that's bull. Rob says, 
Um, you got to go for everyone's sake. Paul says, we grew up together. I stood up at your wedding. Jane says, yes, you did, but that was then, and now you're standing against the flock. Paul says, that's not true. I fight with you. Jane says, this is a town of believers, Paul, and you are not a believer. Rob says, don't make this hard for us. Paul says, hard for you? No, this is my home. You want me out of here? You're going to have to drag me out. So Rob approaches him. Dean says, whoa, you don't want to do this. Rob says, get out of my way. So Dean punches him in the face. A fight is about to start, but Jane shoots Paul, who collapses. Can she I says, just say that yeah. I would never do that to you? <laughs> you we would were never friends do once, but now you don't agree with me, so I'm going to kill you. No. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? I would never do that to you either. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, A little geez. bit ridiculous, the whole thing. Yeah. Well, all she cares about is seeing her son again. You know, which I understand, but also at the same time, like in all reality, you gotta know in there somewhere that that's not a thing. Yeah, agreed. You know, like come on. Yeah, I agree. He died. His lips were very, very blue in that casket, by the way. They were blue. I noticed the blue. Like crazy. Yeah. They were like black almost. Yeah, it was creepy looking. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, she says, "No one's gonna stop me from seeing my son again." And Paul dies. So we cut to Dean entering the motel room with blood on his hands. Sam says, we went out looking for you. Are you all right? Dean says, yeah, it's not my blood. Paul's dead. Sam says, what? Um, Dean says, Jane shot him. Cass says, it's starting. Dean says, what's starting? Where the hell have you been? Cass says, on a bender. <laughs> Dean says, did he, did you say on a bender? Sam says, yeah, he's still pretty smashed. Cass says, it is not of import. <laughs> we need to talk about... We don't need to talk about this. Let's yeah. move on to something else. Yep. Mm -hmm. We need to talk about what's happening here. Dean says, well, I'm all ears. Sam says, well, for starters, Leah is not a real prophet. Dean says, well, what is she exactly? Cass says, the whore. <laughs> Dean says, wow, Cass, tell us what you really think. Cass says, she rises when Lucifer walks the earth. He reads from a book. Um, and she shall come, sorry, I got to switch notebook there. She shall come bearing false prophecy. This creature has the power to take a human's form, read minds. Uh, Book of Revelations calls her the whore of Babylon. Dean says, well, that's catchy. <laughs> Sam says, the real Leah was probably killed months ago. Dean says, what about the demons attacking the town? Cass says, they're under her control. Dean says, and the Enochian exorcism? Cass says, fake. It actually means you breed with the mouth of a goat. Cass looks at them expecting some <laughs> laughter, but Sam and Dean just stare at him. Cass says, it's funnier in Enochian. Dean says, so the demon's smoking out. That's just a con. Why? What's the end game? Cass says, what you just saw, innocent blood spilled in God's name. Sam says, you heard all that heaven talk. She manipulates people. Dean says, to slaughter and kill and sing peppy little hymns. Awesome. Cass says, her goal is to condemn as many souls to hell as possible, and it's just beginning. She's well on her way to dragging this whole town into the pit. Dean says, so then how do we go pimp of Babylon all over this bitch? <laughs> we're not the whores, we're the pimps. <laughs> so we cut to Jane talking to Leah. Jane says, I only wanted to. Did I make it worse? Did I make the angels angry? Leah says, Jane, the angels understand. What you did was for the greater good. We all liked Paul, but he was a sinner. And, we would, and he would have taken us down with him. You saved us. Jane says, thank you. Pastor David has been eavesdropping. Now he says, how can that be okay? She killed him. That sin is so much greater. Leah says, it's not a sin to strike down evil. The pastor says, but how can the angels? Leah says, you always taught me we have to have faith. So we cut back to the motel room. Cass puts uh, a branch on the table and says, the whore can be killed with that. It's a stake made from a cypress tree in Babylon. Dean says, great, let's ventilate her. Cass says, it's not that easy. Dean says, of course not. Cass says, the whore can only be killed by a true servant of heaven. Dean says, servant, like, Cass says, not you or me. Sam, of course, is an abomination. <laughs> we'll have Poor to find Sam. someone else. Poor Sam, jeez. <laughs> well, you, don't of course, couldn't even count. Yeah, don't sugarcoat it, damn. <laughs> I know, right? Mm -hmm. So we cut to Leah speaking to the congregation at church while her father watches disapprovingly. She says, the angels, I don't know why they've chosen us, but they have. And today, today they told me, uh, today they told me the most important thing yet, tonight at midnight. 
I'm sorry. It's just that we knew this day would come and it's here, the final judgment. Now we need to do this right. We don't have much time. The angel said, we're not ready. There are still a few elements that need to be taken care of. Sinners. Pastor David says, now everybody calm down. Just hold on. Leah, you're scaring these people. Leah says, now I don't want us to panic, but we have to hurry. The pastor says, stop it. Leah says, I've been giving instructions, names. The pastor says, wait, what are you doing? Stop it. You're going to get someone killed. Leah says, let me go or the next sinner I name will be you. So we cut to nighttime. The pastor is walking down the street. Suddenly Castiel is there. He says, Pastor David Gideon? David says, yeah, who are you? Cass says, I'm an angel of the Lord. David says, yeah, sure. Cass puts his hand on the pastor's shoulder and teleports him to Sam and Dean's motel room. The pastor says, what the hell was that? Dean says, yeah, he wasn't lying about the angel thing. Have a seat, Padre. We got to have a chat. So we cut to some minutes later. David says, no, she's my daughter. Dean says, I'm sorry, but she's not. She's the thing that killed your daughter. David says, that's impossible. Sam says, but it's true. And deep down, you know it. Look, we get it. It's too much. But if you don't do this, she's going to kill a lot of people and damn the rest to hell. It's, um, oh, the pastor says, it's just, why does it have to be me? Cass says, you're a servant of heaven. David says, and you're an angel. Cass says, poor example of one. So we cut to Dean loading up the trunk of baby while Cass sits on a bench holding his head. Dean tosses him a bottle of pills. Cass says, how many should I take? Dean says, you? You should probably just down the whole bottle. I mean, that's fair. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it is. You're right. <laughs> this, <laughs> if you can drink an entire liquor store and only be that drunk. Right. Yeah. Take the whole thing. Take two, actually. <laughs> take at least two. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, take two bottles. Two <laughs> bottles. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So Cass says, thanks. Dean says, yeah, don't mention it. Yeah, I've been there. I'm a big expert on deadbeat dads. So yeah, I get it. I know how you feel. Cass says, how do you manage it? Dean says, on a good day, you get to kill a whore. <laughs> so we cut to the workroom in the church. A girl is being dragged in by Jane and Rob. The girl begs, Rob, Jane, please, come on. It's me. It's Elise. Jane says, sorry, really, but you know we have to do this. Leah says, we're putting them in the storage unit. They shove her in there, and there's already a bunch of people inside. Leah says, Jane, is that everyone? Jane says, yeah. Leah says, okay, then, get the kerosene. What? Jane says, there are kids in there. Leah says, the angel named them for a reason. Jane, your son needs you to do this. So Jane goes, but Rob looks a little suspicious. Leah goes into an empty room. Suddenly, Cass is there. He grabs her. Then David is there with a the stake. Leah says, Daddy, don't hurt me. Sam and Dean are there, too. Sam says, now, but Leah says some Latin, and Cass can no longer hold her. She holds her hands out in front of her, and David and Sam and Dean are thrown against the wall. Leah flees into the workroom and says, help me, he's a demon. Her dad follows her, but two townsfolk hit him and restrain him. To Jane and Rob, Leah says, light the kerosene. Sam and Dean come into the room and free David. Rob tries to light the kerosene, but Sam stops him. Leah gets Dean on the floor, and she straddles him while choking him. <laughs> I'm just giggling at the straddling. Sorry. <laughs> you know. I mean, I had that thought too when she's sitting there like that. I'm like, what a place to be. What a job to have. Yep. Straddling Jensen Ackles. Gotta straddle him. Yep. <laughs> um, so Dean tries to reach for the fallen stake. She says, please, like you're a servant of heaven. This is why my team's going to win. You're the greatest vessel. You're pathetic, self-hating, and faithless. It's the end of the world, and you're just going to sit back and watch it happen. Dean grabs the stake and smacks her with it. Then he stabs her. He says, don't be so sure, whore. She falls back and starts slowly dying. Light flashes and black smoke curls out of her, and then she's dead. Jane says, I don't understand. How are we supposed to get to paradise now? Dean says, I'm sorry. Pretty sure you're headed in a different direction. So we cut to Sam and Dean and Cass leaving the church. Sam asks Dean, how did you do that? Dean says, what? Sam says, kill her. Dean says, long run of luck held out, I guess. Sam says, last I checked, she could only be ganked by a servant of heaven. Dean says, well, what do you want me to tell you? Saw a shot and I went for it. They get cast into the car, who is not doing well still. Sam asks Dean, are you going to do something stupid? Dean says, like what? Sam says, like Michael stupid. Dean says, come on, Sam, give me a break. They get back to their motel room. Cass is laying on the bed. David's got an ice pack on his head. Dean asks him, how's the head? David says, I'm seeing double, but that may be the painkillers. Dean says, you'll be okay. 
David says, no. Dean goes to walk out of the room. Sam says, where are you going? Dean says, I'm just going to grab some clean bandages out of the trunk. Relax. Dean gets in the car and drives away while Sam runs after him. So we cut to Dean knocking on Lisa Braden's door. Oh, Lisa, I'm so glad to see Lisa again. I know, what the Lisa, man? Like, all of a sudden you just have a Lisa there. <laughs> I know, I love it. I love, I love this actress and I love their whole, their whole thing together. I love it. And a lot of people show this actress hate, but I, I know, think she, they, I don't understand. I, I like her, I like her. her, yeah, I like her storyline. I think that she is perfect for Dean, you know? I think Joe is perfect for Dean. Oh, sure, but Lisa, Lisa is, is pretty good. very also close to that, but, like, yeah. I think, like, if they do, at the very end of it all, like, keep them alive, I hope that somehow, like, so there's some, well, I don't really, there's somebody that Sam gets on with for a while that- That I, I hate. Yeah, I don't like. I don't necessarily like her, so I don't hope that that happens for him. Like, hopefully he finds somebody different, but, like, if at the very end of it all, like, Dean was to find Lisa or something, like, I'd be okay with it. I'd be okay with that, too. You know? Yeah. Okay. Um, so she answers the door and says, Dean. He says, hi, Lisa. I didn't have your number, so. She says, no, it's okay. I'm just surprised. Dean says, how's Ben? She says, good, good. He's at baseball. He says, you moved. It's a nice house. Lisa says, Dean, you didn't come all this way here to talk about real estate. You all right? Dean says, no, not really. Lisa says, what is it? Dean says, look, I have no illusions, okay? I know the life that I live. I know how that's going to end for me. Whatever, I'm okay with that. But I wanted you to know that when I do picture myself happy, it's with you. Aww. And the kid. <laughs> I don't know that we ever hear Dean say something like this to somebody else. Yeah, I don't think so. It's so sweet. It's nice to see the side of Dean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Lisa says, wow. Dean says, I mean, you don't have to say anything. She says, no, I mean, I know. I want to. Come inside. Let me get you a beer. Dean says, I wish I could. Take care of yourself, Lisa. She says, no, no, wait. You can't just drop a bombshell like that and then leave. Dean says, I know, That's I'm fair. sorry, <laughs> but I don't have a choice. Yep. Lisa says, yeah, you do. You do. You can come inside and let me get you a beer. We can talk. Dean says, Lisa, wait a minute. Things are about to get really bad. She says, like how? Like you're kind of bad? Dean says, worse. Next few days, the crap you're going to see on TV, it's going to be downright trippy. Scary. But I don't want you to worry because I'm making arrangements for you and Ben. Whatever happens, you're going to be okay. Aww. She says, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Dean says, the people that I'm going to see next, they're not going to get anything from me without agreeing to a few conditions. Lisa says, just come inside, please. And whatever you're thinking of doing, don't do it. Dean says, I have to. Lisa says, just stay an hour. At least say bye to Ben. Dean says, ah, you know, it's better if I don't. He kisses her on the temple and a tear runs down her face. He says, goodbye, Lisa. And he walks away. And credits. Oh, I can't even deal with it. Nope. So my thoughts. Apparently, Dean is holy. So <laughs> we Dean can just is holy. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we could just end everything right there. You know, <laughs> 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 uh, he's he's a he's a thing. He, he he's yeah. Mm -hmm. He's holy. Yeah. <laughs> he is holy. Anyways, um, <laughs> also, Cass has 99 problems, and Dean is every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> and I feel like it could not go, since this episode is called 99 Problems, I could not go without saying that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because it's a thing, it really is. Cass in this episode is just funny. I drunk, love this episode of Cass. Yeah, drunk Cass is the best. It's, it's what fantastic. snark though, God. I know sassy pants. Yeah, <laughs> they are up and secure, and he's just going to town, <laughs> <laughs> walking around town with his little sassy pants. <laughs> I'm thinking about Misha Collins and Chaps now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's me being. This is the horse side of me thinking here 
I don't know why everybody calls them assless chaps because all chaps are assless. None right. of them have the butt. Yeah, I, I know to protect that. The outside of your legs. So yeah, there are no chaps that have butts. Right. I knew that. So like, why do people insist on calling them assless chaps? Why don't they just call them chaps? <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Probably just to like hit home the fact that there are in fact no asses on the chaps for whoever may not know what chaps are. I mean, I guess. That's also, I apparently I say them wrong. They're supposed to be chaps. Uh uh-uh. uh. They are. But I like can't not break that habit. No, that's like when you're supposed to call a a, a gif a gif. No, you know? it's actually called shaps. Like that's yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I believe but, you. I'm, but you're but gifs is is not what you're. It's supposed to be gif and not gif. Oh well. Yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah. I I blame that on the person that created it and didn't say what it was called right away, so people yeah. just had to guess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I'm not going to change it. I'm going to keep calling it a gif. Oh yeah, know? I call a gif, and I'm I'm yeah. There's some yep. things that just can't be changed. Yep. Like the Puyallup Fair. It's exactly. Not Puyallup, it's not the Washington State Fair. It's the Puyallup Fair. No matter how many times you change a title, it's always going to be the Puyallup Fair. That's right. Agreed. Because it is the fair, in fact, in Puyallup. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Um, <laughs> good luck spelling that one, folks, if you're going to go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Puyallup. Yep. Good luck. <laughs> it's like squim. Yep. Looks like sequim. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. it does. Yep. Puyallup, squim, Muckleteo. There's all sorts of different, like... I was driving to Puyallup once, and I had the GPS on, and it pronounced it Puyallup. <laughs> That's what it says, yeah, for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> Puyallup. Yep. Like, okay. Yep. But, anyways. Um, <laughs> so, I don't really remember much of this episode. Like, I didn't, the first part of the episode, I didn't remember at all until I saw the girl. And then I was like, oh, until I saw the whore. The whore, <laughs> yes. Like, oh, this seems kind of familiar. You know, like, what? Right. That, you know. Um, but yeah, it just, like, none of it looked familiar. Like, the whole scene at the very beginning, I was like, I have never seen this episode before. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I've only one? watched this episode, like, one time before, so it was, yeah, me it was too. pretty new to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't think, I think this is, like, did I skip one somehow? Because mm-hmm. it's very possible that I did, you know, like, with, you know, between watching, you know, the DVDs or whatever, like, I mean, but usually you can, like, just, you know pop it back in the DVD player and it picks up from where you were, but not all the time. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, as I'm like going through and rewatching everything, if I like have missed an episode or something. Oh yeah. I know, see what you're saying. Yeah. It's possible. But mm-hmm. um, also why have they like to this day never copied the like fire truck, holy water situation? I don't know. I thought that was really cool. I didn't really explain that when I was talking about it. I just said they had a fire hose. But yeah, they had kind of like a makeshift like a fire, fire truck. truck. Yeah. Yeah, that had a big, like, reservoir for water that they yeah. had blessed. Yeah, it was pretty cool looking. Like, why haven't they done that? I don't know. That and, like, the salt-filled hula hoops, man. That could, oh, yeah. That needs <laughs> to happen. hula hooping around. <laughs> <laughs> That needs to happen. I know it should. Just like, just going around hula hooping. Hey, how's it going? Can we help? What's going on? You know, like, <laughs> anyways. Um, also, like, I, they're the scene where they're like killing all the demons and stuff. Like, the music for that was so exciting. It was like kind of towards the beginning. The mm-hmm. music for that was so exciting, and, like, the whole scene was just kind of, like, I'm pumped now, like, and I don't usually oh, yeah. feel that way about action scenes or, like, the scenes where they're, like, fighting a bunch of things. I'm just kind of, like, okay, like, I might feel, like, oh, no, you know, like, but, like, I'm, like, yeah, get them, go, go, you yeah, know, like. there was a cool scene, too, where, like, Dean was getting attacked and, like, Sam was on the floor and unable to help, so he, like, threw the demon-killing knife yeah. He threw it and, it, and it got the demon in the back. And I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. It made Sam kind of look like a badass. And then Dean grabbed it right away out of the demon's back and, like, killed another demon. And I was just like, oh, you guys are such a good team. They are. Yep. It's amazing. Yeah, I but thought yeah. it was cool. Yeah, like, it was really action-y. I liked it. Yeah. And, okay, I can understand how, like, I don't know. 
I guess so, since the whore is able to like mimic the person that she was, you know, that she's pretending to be, pretending to be, like I could see where, like, okay, maybe you don't like get, you don't necessarily know what's going on, but like when she's in there going on about like how, oh well, you need to kill people, like okay, that's one of the Ten Commandments is you shall not kill, you know? So, like, when the preacher's kind of, like, if he doesn't, like, understand that something weird is going on right then, like, what? Yeah. Well, the only thing he's encountered so far are demons. This is true. So, I guess, I mean, maybe he should have thought that maybe she was possessed by a demon. Yeah, like, there's something off. We don't know necessarily what, but there's something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It was just kind of one of those, like, how do you not recognize that this is not right? But I think he did. I think he was just in some pretty big denial about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was, that was kind of a weird part for me. Um, so what was your favorite moment from the episode? Oh, shit. I didn't think about that. Um, I'm going to say the whole end scene with Lisa and Dean. I really loved seeing Dean be like, when I think about myself being happy, it's with you and the kid. Yeah. I just don't think we see Dean like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With anybody else. Um, yeah. So, so it was a nice. A little a nice, bit with Joe. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, but, he kissed I mean, her, but he never said anything like that to her. No, they didn't have the time, though, either. So it, so. Was, so it was nice to, like, hear it being spoken. You yeah. know what I mean? As opposed mm-hmm. to just, like, guessing at his feelings, you know? Yeah. So sure. I really I really like that because we don't see Dean like that often. And it's just a nice soft side. Yeah. We don't yeah. see that really at all. Yeah. Unless it's with Sam, you know? Yeah, exactly. But. Yeah. What yeah. was your favorite moment? Um... I have, <laughs> I have a lot of favorite moments, okay. but uh, mostly they're all cast quotes. And let me, can I just say real quick before I say my favorite moment, like there are so many quotable things in this episode that like people have made t-shirts out of and all that sort of stuff, you know, like, or that are just, like, really well-known, like, you know, the no drinking, no gambling, no premarital sex, Dean, they basically outlawed 90% of your personality, and then mm-hmm. it's like, Cass, are you drunk? No. Yes. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> where have you been? On a bender. It is not a Vinport, and it's like, you know, it's funnier than Nokian, and all the, you know, I found a liquor store, and I drank it, and, right. you know, like, right. there's all these, like, great cast quotes that I didn't realize necessarily happened, like, all in this episode. Yeah, so, me too. That's, like, that's one of my favorite moments is, like, the whole everything with Cass. Okay. But, um, so, yeah, I like, I like all of those. Those are all kind of favorite moments. But then, um, the other one is when Dean is hitting on the whore. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're the, the pastor's prophet. kid in front of the pastor. You know, yeah. like, just like, hey, how's it? Oh, wait, I mean, you know, of course you're just, you know, yeah, you like try I mean look- that with respect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, buddy, what are you doing? You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was pretty funny. That's, that's one of my, I think that's probably like my favorite moment. Mm-hmm. She looked pretty happy about it, too. I know. Well, so. I mean, yeah. He is the whore of Babylon. So. Yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, we can just leave it at that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, I think that's it. Yeah. Other than, yeah. I love all the cast quotes. So those are, and I'm not going to like read all of them, but. Yeah, they're pretty great. Just, this is my favorite. I think this is one of my favorite cast episodes, like ever. Mm-hmm. Out of all of them. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a good one. Um. But yeah, anyways, um, our interesting facts from this episode, I just apparently, oh, no, we're good. I was like, I apparently lost it. Um, so this is the 99th episode of the show. Um, it's the second time that Sam and Dean have visited Blue Earth, Minnesota, uh, the first occurring in episode 21 of season one, which is Salvation. Okay. Um, it says... Uh, the preacher's family name is Gideon, um, and Gideon's International is a large distributor of Bibles, which I do, yeah. I have seen, I remember, I think, 
all of the, when I was working at the youth group, um, they, I think they were Gideon Bibles that we'd like put underneath all the chairs so people could like, you know, grab them to yeah. use them or whatever. Um, it says, this is the first time we see Castiel drunk and we can see how he feels uh, from the previous episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just can't handle it, so I'm going to drink about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says, the real Blue Earth Minnesota has a 55-foot-tall fiberglass statue of the Jolly Green Giant who marks the midpoint of I-90, America's longest highway. Oh, okay. I didn't know that that was... Huh. I didn't know how far. I mean, I guess I-90 goes all the way across, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Because, so it start. well, no, it doesn't start at North Bend, but that's usually where I get onto I-90 to go to, like, Spokane or Idaho. Mm-hmm. So I've been down part of I-90. Yeah, <laughs> same. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, I didn't know that it went that far. I should look that up. And see, you should look it up while I'm reading the interesting facts and let us know what, um, what am I looking at? The, like where I-90 starts and stops. Okay. Cause I'm curious. Cause I guess I wouldn't have necessarily known that it went all the way. If it goes like all the way across, I don't know. In my mind, it like goes all the way across, but then also at the same time, it's like, well, it might not. So it says, as Western Terminus is in Seattle at State Route 519 near T-Mobile Park in CenturyLink Field. Okay, I've seen the exit for that. And its Eastern Terminus is in Boston at Route 1A near Logan International Airport. Huh. So oh, that's, yeah. that's a long stretch of road there. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I wonder if they ever, like, I don't know if the boys ever talk about being on I-90. I don't know. Because they're remember. on it a lot, you would think, because they go to, like, you know, they're driving all over the place, and that's, like, one of the biggest highways. Mm-hmm. So, that'd be, yeah. I wonder if they ever mention that, or if they're ever... I don't know if they ever really mention what, like, highways they're on. Yeah. Sometimes they'll, like, say, you know, I'm on this or whatever, if they're, like, talking to somebody, oh, we're here, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But, yeah, I don't know. Um... Anyways, uh, it says the title of this episode is the same as the 2004 Jay-Z song. Right. Which, I don't think I know that one. Do I know that one? I probably do. Let's be real. I'm sure you do. I'm sure I've heard of it, but it doesn't, like, um, say, wait, what? I don't know. Anyways, my brain just melted for a second there. (laughs) I was like, I'm trying too hard to think and there's steam coming out of my ears. (laughs) Um, So this says, uh, Brett Dyer plays Dylan in this episode who dies suddenly and leaves behind a grieving Jane. Um, Brett Dyer also plays the character of Michael and Jane the Virgin who dies suddenly and leaves behind a grieving Jane. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, the main difference is Michael's uh, Michael's Jane is his wife, whereas, whereas, <laughs> whereas in this episode, <laughs> Dylan's Jane is his mother. <laughs> whereas. <laughs> whereas. <laughs> uh, what's even uh, happening? <laughs> so yeah, those it. are our, um, interesting facts. <laughs> Whereas, you know, asses and such. Yep. (laughs) Um, So our research for this week, go figure, is on the Whore of Babylon. (laughs) Right. And um, so this is off of enterthebible.org. And so it's Revelation 17, 1 through 18, which is where it talks about um, the great Whore of Babylon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but it has like a summary and like an analysis beforehand. So it's kind of, I thought it was kind of interesting because it's like saying like, this is what it is. This is what it represents. And then they give you the, you know, what actual, it actually says. Okay. Got what it. it actually says. Um, 
So for summary, it says, an angel shows John um, the judgment of a whore named Babylon, who represents the violence and destruction that nations inflict. Um, in the end, the beast with whom she is associated uh, destroys her. So it's, uh, for the analysis, it says, uh, the whore personifies the city that exerts an oppressive yet seductive power over the earth. Um, as a prostitute, she reduces intimate relationships to a commercial transaction and relates to anyone who is willing to pay. Um, enamored by, or enamored with luxury, she wears opulent clothing and jewels, um, yet she is drunk with the blood of the saints. Uh, Revelation recognizes that many people find the pursuit of wealth to be intoxicating and violence could be seductive. Uh, the name of the city is Babylon, which recalls that in the Old Testament, Babylon conquered Jerusalem and destroyed its temple. Uh, the fact that John pictures Babylon sitting on seven hills also draws on the idea that Rome, the power that conquered Jerusalem again in John's day, was situated on seven hills. Um, both ancient Babylon and Ro Rome were commercial powers and both used violence to achieve their purposes. Uh, the city represents a form of influence that has existed in various times and places. Um, eventually, however, the whore is destroyed by the beast um, that had been its ally. Uh, the powers of evil are self-destructive. This gives readers good uh, reason to distance themselves from the tendencies that Babylon represents. Mm. Um, so the actual text says, um, then one of these, the seven angels who had, so let me go into the whole seven thing real quick. Like seven is like a holy number. So like, if there is a number of anything, usually there's seven of them. <laughs> okay. Like, it's just kind of, it's just kind of a theme. So, okay. um, it says, then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me, come, I will show you the judgment of the great whore who's seated on many waters, um, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and with the wine of whose fornication the inhabitants of the earth have become drunk. So he carried me away in the spirit um, into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was full of blasphemous names, and it had seven heads and ten horns. Uh, the woman was clothed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and jewels and per pearls, purrs, <laughs> and purrs. <laughs> oh, hi, Steve. <laughs> um, holding in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and impurities of her fornication. And on her forehead was written the okay, name. Wait, 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 wait. What is she holding in her cup? She's holding a golden cup that's full of abominations and the impurities of her fornication. Okay. That sounds messy. <laughs> it sounds like a cup of a whole lot of you don't want to go there. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure that yeah. I heard you right. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. You cool. Did. Gross. <laughs> Let Not me just put this Bible, in a cup. <laughs> yeah. Let me just put this in a cup real quick. <laughs> Come on. Just carry it in the cup. Um, and on her forehead was written the name, a mystery, uh, Babylon, the great mother of whores and of earth's abominations. That's a lot of writing for one forehead. That would suck to have your name be that and then also have it tattooed on your face. <laughs> I know, right? God. <laughs> Let's be real. Worst face tattoo ever. I know, God. right? <laughs> Um, and I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of the saints and the blood of the witnesses to Jesus. When I saw her, I was greatly amazed, but the angel said to me, why are you so amazed? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast with seven heads and ten horns that carries her. The beast that you saw was and is not and is about to ascend from the bottomless pit and go to destruction. Um, and the inhabitants of the earth, whose names have not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, will be amazed when they see the beast because it was and it it was and is not and is to come. So that's what they're t saying in the episode, like the book of life or whatever, like they are written in the book. Like they mm -hmm. got that. It's like the book of life is like who will be going in. It's like who will be going into heaven. Okay. I see. Cause like, yeah. And it's because I don't want to go too, down too many bunny trails. That might take a long time. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. um, so it says, this calls for a mind that has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman is seated. Also, they are seven kings, of whom five have fallen. One is living, and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must remain for only a little while. As for the beast um, that was and is not, it is an eighth, but it belongs to the seven, and it goes to destruction. And the ten horns that you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but they are to receive authority as kings for one hour together with the beast. 
Um, these are united in yielding their power and authority to the beast. They will make war on the lamb and the lamb will conquer them. The lamb they're saying as God um, or Jesus, they will make war on the lamb and the lamb will conquer them. And for he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And those with him are called and chosen and faithful. Um, And he said to me, the waters that you saw where the whore is seated are peoples and multitudes of nations and languages. And the 10 horns that you saw, they and the beast will hate the whore. Um, They will make her desolate and naked and they will devour her flesh and burn her up with fire. (laughs) What a way to go. (laughs) Says for God has put it into their hearts to carry out his purpose by agreeing to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God will be fulfilled. Uh, The woman you saw is the great city that rules over the kings of the earth. So, like, she, they're basically saying that she, like, represents pretty much all destruction and, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. So. Yeah. There's a huh. lot of, there's a lot of metaphors yeah, in yeah, Revelations. Yeah. Like, that's, so Revelation, the book of Revelations is kind of, like, here's what's going to happen in end times. And it's all, like, people get really confused about it because it's all, like, so, it's not straightforward, really. Okay. <laughs> so, it, like, there's a lot of people that try to interpret revelations and can't like just our brains can't comprehend the things that are written you know because it's not it's like it's like the people in supernatural episodes they're like oh this is life whatever and then they're like this thing is something that exists and they're like no it's not you know yeah (laughs) like that's like revelations for you know it's like this isn't what you know (laughs) like yeah like like you believe it because it's written like if you believe if you believe in the bible then you believe that revelations is true is because it's like you can't believe part of it and not believe other parts of it but like also it's really hard to like comprehend okay i see so anyways that's that's our our research on the whore of babylon (laughs) (laughs) she represents all the nasty things and she drinks icky stuff out of a cup and has a horrible face tattoo i know it doesn't necessarily say that she drinks the things out of the cup but she has a cup full of nasty things she just carries it around like look what i did yeah a golden cup full of nasty (laughs) yeah but yeah so that's on the whore of babylon (laughs) yep yep (laughs) So what was your idiot or asset moment for this week? Okay. So like I've mentioned previously, I'm having a real tough time with my anxiety mm-hmm. and um, my doctor has prescribed me to take um, a benzo every morning now, which should last me like 12 hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, sometimes I can take two. Um, but yesterday I was, I can't remember why I was only taking one. Gosh, why was I only taking one? What happened yesterday? It was yesterday. Um, yesterday was Wednesday (laughs) like I don't even know what day of the week it is (laughs) today is Thursday yeah anyway like right around two o'clock um I got kind of kicked in the gut with anxiety and I think it was just too late in the day to take another one Mm -hmm. you know so I was like okay you know I um I bought some marijuana gummies because marijuana is legal here yay okay Mm -hmm. um and I was like you know so this is a couple days ago um and I and I don't really like to have the high feeling. I know I've mentioned this before. Like I can't lift the weight of my own head when I'm high. I'm like real paranoid, but -hmm. like being very lightly high is sometimes it can relieve my anxiety. So I got these gummies and I was like, I'll just split it in half and I'll take half of one and be just. How big are they? Are they like gummy bear size or like decent size gummies? They're like, they're like an inch squared. Okay. So they're like square. So they're very easy. Like to starburst size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like a starburst. Okay. Exactly. So, um, so it's like, you know, I'll just cut it in half. This is the other night. I'll cut it in half and I'll be perfect. And so I tried it. And then like two hours later, I still wasn't high. So I was like, okay, fine. So I took the other half and it's bedtime. You know, big deal. I got high. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, it helped me go to sleep. That's fine. Yeah. So yesterday I was like, okay, well, I'll just take half of it. And cause I don't want to get high. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just want it to relieve my anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I took half of it and oh my God, 45 minutes later, I was so fucking high. <laughs> it was horrible. And Eric had to go out and like do some blood work and go grocery shopping. So it was just like me being high. It was just a horrible feeling. I mean, I was totally fine. I wasn't like the highest I've ever been. I was able to take care of Killian or Eric wouldn't have left me alone. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I was fine, but I still just don't like feeling high. So, yeah. So I don't know if, if it's just not like evenly distributed amongst the little square of gummy. It might not be. 
because it like didn't do it or possibly it matters like how much food you have in your stomach. I don't know if that's oh, for true sure. I would think that would make a difference. Yeah. So maybe cause I didn't really have much in my stomach yesterday, but I did the other night. So maybe that's what happened there. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like a big fucking idiot. So. I mean, how are you supposed to know though? I know. Part of me feels like I should have known. Well, but I, sh- if you I already should, did I just, I shouldn't have taken before, it in the middle of the day. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that kind of sucked. All I just did was like lay around and like Killian kept being like, I'm hungry. And I'd be like, you know what? Me too. <laughs> so we just, we just kept eating. Like, yes. Okay. <laughs> I know. Like here's some for you. Here's some for me. This is great. Let's do this for two hours. Okay. <laughs> Eric comes back and you both got your head in the pantry like, hey. <laughs> I know. That's exactly what happened. So that's anyway. Yeah. What was your Jitter Aspen moment? Um, so I had a big old spider invade my closet oh no the other day, and it was disgusting and no mm-mm. and i sent when i sent you a picture of it when i after i'd killed it it was huge and i okay, don't remember getting a picture of it this is a long time this well i shouldn't say it was the other day it was it was a few weeks ago i still don't but, remember that but okay like i sent you the picture of the spider in the toilet bowl oh did i respond to it i don't know did I, I send remember. it to you or did I send it to somebody else? Now I'm doubting remember. everything. But I I'm pretty remember. sure I still have the picture if you'd like me to resend it. <laughs> I do want to see it now. Okay. Yes. But yeah. And so like, okay, folks, I hate spiders. They are like the worst things ever. And I am terrified of them. And so I have hairspray at my house, not because I ever used hairspray for my hair, but because I use it for spiders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm like trying to clear out the stuff because it's like, so I don't have a ton of pantry space in my apartment. And so one of the extra closets that I have, I use the top shelf as like a pantry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like pulling food out of there right and left, trying to like make a space. So that way if it like, cause it was kind of like up on the wall, if it dropped that it wouldn't like get in the food and then I can't find it. And then yeah. all the food just is, you know, at that point, just like, no, it's not okay. You know? And, um, so I'm going through and like ripping stuff out left and right. And then I start like, um, I start hairspraying this sucker and it's like slowly moving. And so I'm kind of like, okay, but it doesn't like ever like speed up or slow down. But then I like, I'm spraying it and then eventually it just drops. Right. And so it drops onto the shelf. And so, and I didn't have anything to squish it with. Cause I didn't think that far ahead. I just like hairsprayed the holy heck out of it and was like, what do I do? You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it crawled. So apparently in that shelf, there's like probably like a half an inch of space in between the back of the shelf and the wall. So okay. like it, crawled back there and it had four of its legs on one side of the shelf and four of its legs on the other side of the shelf and it was just holding on and so I'm like trying to push the shelf back to like squish it and it wouldn't move right because it's stuck and so it's like sitting there it was a whole ordeal and I'm like trying to spray from like underneath to make it like go up and so I can like smash it with my boot you know it was a whole thing it took me like 15 minutes and I'm pretty sure that my neighbors think that I'm insane because I was just a bunch of random like, ah, you know, yeah. <laughs> happening. you know, like, Oh my God, you know, like, oh no, what do I do? You know, yeah. just, like freaking out about it. So that was slightly embarrassing. Um, oh God. The other day I was like, I was, I was in the bathroom, I was washing my hands and I was drying them on the towel and just under the towel, like hidden by the towel on the wall was this creepy ass bug. It was really long and kind of looked like a centipede, except that it had wings. I don't know what it was, but it was, it was fucked up looking and it was really long. And I was just like, I like squealed when I saw it because it was just there hiding. So I was like, okay, okay, what am I going to do? So I grabbed some toilet paper and I'm like, I'll just smash it on the wall. You know what I mean? Uh And then, you know, clean the wall Uh (laughs) of the guts. So I go and I smash it and I make this horrible, like death cry, you know? And then- So I smash it and then I crumple it in my hands so that in case I didn't actually smash it, I was squeeze, I was squishing it. Yeah. And then I opened it up to look at it and it was just sitting there on the toilet paper in a totally different spot, like totally alive and fine. Ew. And so I screamed (laughs) and I threw it in the toilet real quick and flushed it. And now every time I sit on that toilet, I have to like check and make sure it's not floating there waiting for me. (laughs) Because it doesn't want to die. I know. God, it was so awful. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yuck. Mm-mm. God. Yeah. Bugs are 
just ass butts. Yeah, yep. this, this spider was an ass butt. It wasn't cooperating with its death sentence. <laughs> yeah. It kept trying to escape its fate. Yeah. But no worries, I got it, but it was hot. And it yeah. was one of those big fat ones too, you know, like the ones that, like, they look like jumping spiders, but they're huge. Oh, yeah. Might be a jumping spider, actually. I don't know. Like, I don't know how big they get, but like, Gross. You know, where they, they have, like, the short little thick legs with, the like, the massive bodies? Yeah. It was one of those. Gross. <laughs> gross, gross, gross. I can't. Nope. 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 I can't even do it. Nope. I can't either. I can't. I hate but spiders. Anyways, hate that spider was a huge ass butt, and I'm not okay with it. <laughs> but you got it in the end. I got it in the end, but it, there was a lot of panic about it. I was, like, full body sweating and shaking by the end of it all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> kind of embarrassing i'm not proud but it's a thing that happened yeah. <laughs> so, all right well anyway. thank you so much for listening to our podcast you can email us at idgits and aspects podcast at gmail.com the word and is spelled out or visit our facebook page idgits and aspects a supernatural podcast you can also find us on instagram at idgits and aspects podcast thanks again thank you